Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Calling all detectives. A ship struggling in a storm. And a lighthouse beacon that suddenly goes out just as the ship goes on the rocks. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. You don't have to be a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, to prove the old saying, any port in a storm. I was spending a few days at Windy Point at the Cliff House owned by old Ezra Crummett. Yep, yep, about this time every year, get a batch of weather. Wind enough to knock Windy Point clear off the map. Sure don't envy Larry Olson up to the lighthouse. Weren't for his beacon, boats had piled right up on the rocks off Jarvis Island. I peered out the window, watched the lighthouse beacon sweep the sky in a wide arc. Jerry, how'd you like to see how Larry works that light? What, in this weather... Certainly not. Eh, uh, brisk walks just what you need. That wasn't a walk. It was a battle. But old Ezra... Right, Perkin A. Just follow me, Jerry. If you can't see me, follow the beacon. <laughs> Even as Ezra said it, the beacon went out. In the flash of the lightning bolt, the whole countryside was illuminated for a second. But time enough to see the outline of a vessel far out on the water. Hurry up, Jerry! Something wrong at the lighthouse! Let's it's fixed quick! That ship's a gunner! It took us 20 minutes to reach the lighthouse, climb to the light tower. Ezra flashed his lantern at the shattered beacon, then all around the tower room. The place was completely deserted. Say, if saving money means anything to you men, if you want to get the most out of every dollar. When a ship was in trouble during a storm, the lighthouse beacon went out and the lighthouse itself was deserted. By dawn, the storm had spent itself. We could see the ship now, broken and battered and listing crazily on the rocks off Jarvis Island. Speeding toward us was a motor launch filled with men and with a small boat in tow. Young Bill Jarvis' boat, done it again, saved another pack of idiots. Hey, he's got lighthouse keeper Larry Olson with him. 
When the launch docked, Ezra made himself a one-man reception committee. Come on up to Cliff House, folks. Dry clothes and grub for everybody. Thank you, sir. I'm Liggett Creighton, captain and owner of the Mary Ann, or what's left of her. My crew and I owe our lives to these men, Bill Jarvis, Larry Olson. Olson didn't say anything, but Jarvis grinned. No need for thanks, Mr. Creighton. I'll be well paid for what I did. Creighton nodded. You mean salvage? It cost me more to salvage the Mary Ann than what she's worth now. If you want her, you can have her. Jarvis smiled and shrugged. Guess I'll have to take her if I want any pay. He turned to the silent lighthouse keeper. Larry, I'll tie your dinghy up to the dock. But the next time you feel like doing rescue work. Olson's face was white as he watched the burly Jarvis stride off. I'll fix him someday. Mr. Olson, how come you left your station during a storm? Because it was the only way I could help. The lightning shattered the beacon, so I rode out there to try and head the Marianne off the rocks. Creighton's face was grim. Maybe so, Mr. Olson, but my impression is that the light was on until after we grounded on the rocks. Of course, I can't prove. I was left alone with Olson, and I was curious. So, Mr. Olson, why don't we go up to the tower and see if we can figure out what did happen to that beacon and when? Olson installed a substitute light. I prowled around the tower, poured over the shattered glass on the floor, finally found what I'd begun to suspect might be there, a flattened piece of lead. And later that afternoon, at Cliff House, Mr. Creighton, the Mary Ann was deliberately wrecked. This is a slug from a rifle. The lighthouse beacon was shot out. Careful, don't raise your voice. Who's responsible, Mr. Browning? I've got a pretty good idea. But that's far from the kind of proof a court of inquiry would accept. You can't do a thing now. But if you'll wait a year and spend a little money, we could try a very interesting experiment. Creighton eyed me for a long moment. Mr. Browning, I have enough money and enough patience for that purpose. The shipyard contractor was very unhappy. Mr. Creighton, who ever heard of a ship being built of crazy specifications like this? Why, why, she's nothing but a rowboat with a fancy superstructure. She'll skitter over the water like a frightened doodlebug. Creighton ignored the outburst. Is this the way you want it built, Mr. Browning? I nodded. It was perfect. Creighton took out his checkbook. Complete according to specifications, and we'll name her the Doodlebug. It was just about a year after the wreck of Creighton's yacht. Another season of storms, another savage wind-torn night. And like that other time, a ship was struggling up the coast. But this time, I was on the ship. As night closed in about us, the beacon at Windy Point was our only guidance. At the wheel, Creighton grimly kept his eyes on the light. Then it happened. In the instant that the bolt hit, the beacon snuffed out and reappeared a moment later. This time, instead of being to our right, it had shifted far over to our left. There goes the light. If we weren't expecting it, we'd never notice the changed positions. What do we do now? Head for the light. That's why we built the doodlebug. I'll say this for Creighton. He had plenty of nerve. He knew we were heading for the submerged rocks of Jarvis Island. 
but he never swerved. Ten minutes later... For a long moment, the doodle bug hung poised on those wicked rocks. And then, light as the bug she'd been named after, she skittered over the rocks and into the calm water in the lee of Jarvis Island. We ran her right up on the beach. And caught a wrecker red-handed. Bill Jarvis, all set for another rescue and a fat salvage claim. He had a false light rigged up on his island out of sight from the mainland. We didn't give him time to hide the light or the rifle with which he shot out the Windy Point beacon. But a maritime court gave him plenty of time to think it over. In fact, they threw the book at him. Today, Windy Point is as safe as any place can be for people who insist on going out in stormy weather. If you happen to pass by there, drop in on Ezra Crummett at Cliff House. He'll show you the doodlebug, given to him and Larry Olson by Creighton, as thanks for true heroism and hospitality. <laughs> they don't think much of the doodlebug. Too shallow draft. Like I said, it's easy to be at sea in any undertaking. But if you're willing to take a chance, you'll generally find smooth sailing. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.